A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Coming up on today's wrestling news, a top WWE star is out of Elimination Chamber. Major changes have been made. A SmackDown superstar has been injured in a pre-taped title match. There's a huge backstage update on Scott Demore's TNA firing. And Matt Riddle's had talks with TNA. Mm, I'm Michael Hamlet. And I'm Phil Chambers. And this, somehow, is still... Somehow? The news. Still, what a week. We're going to start with uh, a show very close to your heart, Elimination Chambers yeah, in Perth, in Australia. There's been all sorts of changes and people on that show, then off that show and everything. We've got everything kicking off with Cody and the title and all of that. Well, another one has occurred potentially in one of the biggest matches on the show. The Elimination Chamber for the number one contender slot against Rhea Ripley at WrestleMania was set, we thought, to include Jade Cargill, but that may now not be the case. Uh, WWE inadvertently released that graphic where a page you can see the blurred outlines of all the wrestlers, Jade included. Well then, guys. Yeah, <laughs> but that might now not be the case. Um, according to PW Insider, and uh, hat tip to Sports Illustrated, 
frustrating for covering this as well. Uh, WB was looking to add eliminate, uh, Jade Cargill to the Women's Elimination Chamber match, but that idea has been tossed. It's important to note that Cargill is reportedly still expected to attend the upcoming SmackDown taping, and it won't be long to find out whether the company pivots once again. Yes, indeed, of course, WB is in the spirit of pivoting right now, so mm -hmm. plans could change, and indeed, they might have to. Uh, a little bit more on that in Phil's next story, but currently, the Chamber has got Becky Lynch, it's got Bianca Belair, it's got Liv Morgan. They've all won qualifying matches. There's more set to take place on SmackDown, two of them. In fact, mm -hmm. uh, it was going to be <clears throat> Tiffany Stratton against Shotzi and Naomi against Zelina Vega. We're going to tell you in a minute why one of them might not be uh, happening anymore. But on Raw, Adam Pearce set up a last chance losers battle royal where everybody gets a go and it might include people that weren't even in the qualifying matches. Yeah. Many people speculated, well, that's Jade's route in, but maybe not now. Yeah, it felt like, um, obviously, in the backstage thing on Raw, like Chelsea Green was there, Shayna yep. Baszler was threatening to murder her, basically. Yeah. Um, and it, yeah, it definitely felt like they were just going to sort of do a sort of sneaky last minute thing of putting mm -hmm. Jade Cargill in that and have like a really, like, obviously, like, strength wise impressive victory in a battle royale to get her into the chamber that would make a lot of sense yeah. going forwards. But yeah, if that's not the case now, kind of throws things open the air. I kind of hope they replace her with Chelsea Green, I'm not going to lie. Because well, she would be hilarious in the chamber. That could be quite funny, isn't it? Like, in the worst possible situation, like, she only realises just how quite serious the situation <laughs> Which is. Which is in that As pod. she's being put in a pod, yeah. Um, yeah, so the, the original graphic that we mentioned there did also feature the outlines of Naomi and Tiffany Stratton, which yeah. made it seem predictable, at least, with them taking on Zelina Vega and Shotzi respectively. Yeah. But one of those matches, Phil, could be in jeopardy now. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. because Shotzi has been injured. Uh, she was heading back down to NXT to face Lyra Valkyria, mm -hmm. um, and during that match, uh, she was like tossed to the outside and reports are saying that she hit a knee on the side of the ring as she kind of went down, uh, and they had to stop the match immediately and she yeah. couldn't finish. Um, they, uh, Fightful Select have a report on it saying that she kind of hopped backstage with help um, and was obviously in a lot of pain and was taken straight to a medical evaluation. Now, there's no word exactly what the injury is just yeah. yet, but it does feel like it's serious enough at least to take her out of Elimination Chamber, if not um, a bunch of stuff going forward. Obviously, terrible timing for mm. Shotzi. Um, she was going to be a lot of fun in the Chamber. <laughs> yes. It's, it's like the worst time for any wrestler getting injured this time of year, isn't it? Yeah, the road wrestling, to WrestleMania. Like, it'll typically they'll look maybe for spots on the card or spots in and around it. She's, yeah. This match was, it was being taped for next week's NXT for a title match because obviously so much of the crew are going to be in Perth or yeah. travelling with Elimination Chamber in Australia. So it's all that busy time. Um, and now, who knows if it'll even air? Like, they might, obviously, yeah. it's wrestling, they can always work an injury into it, but it might be the sort of thing that they look at. And with the story already out there, they might decide not even to air it and keep Shotzi off. Who knows? Get well soon. Yeah, yes. absolutely. As with all these things, just get well soon. Like, super unfortunate timing. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, the most important thing is the health of the wrestlers themselves. Um, so yeah, hope hopefully it's not too bad, and hopefully you get well soon and get back in the ring. Yeah. Uh, switching gears yes. now to TNA and all the uh, the latest ructions going on over there um, have been related, of course, to Scott Damore, the uh, the now ex-president of TNA, who was relieved of his duties last week in a situation that was reported initially as amicable, but then virtually every voice you heard close to it seemed to disagree. Yeah. Wrestlers were just being out front about the fact they were in on Zoom calls where they were told about it. Plenty of them were taken to X and Twitter to voice their displeasure with it, even though they knew they'd still be working there. And obviously you're basically calling out your new bosses. Yep. So not many people were making a secret of their unhappiness. Um, and there's further news on that today through a fantastic report from Fight for Select. I recommend you go and check out the whole thing. But just a, a few little snapshots from it that I want to read out so I get the details correct because this is all very bitty between the two sides. 
the report said uh, Fightful had learned that the, the news was a shock to many, including the roster. The wheels had been in motion for Demore's termination a month prior. Scott Demore adamantly didn't want to leave TNA. That was clear from what we got from the public side of things. Uh, though Anthem, TNA's parent company, had stated they wished to present it as a mutual departure. Demore was insistent that the two sides did not refer to it as his decision to leave or a mutual departure. Obviously, we saw how that played out in the in the end anyway. There were talent who claimed it was related to them that Demore had stepped down, but then they knew it wasn't the case. Beyond that, Ontario, where Anthem is based, has strict employment laws for employers not agreeing that the departure was mutual in the best interest of Demore moving forward. So again, you can see it's the big organisation wanting it to appear one way, but wrestling yeah. being wrestling, <laughs> everything kind of comes out in the wash. Uh, there was correspondence between the two sides to hear the transition. The new president, Anthony Ciccone, who's got an Anthem sort of TV exec role, were told that Demore has spoke highly of Ciccone, but reiterated that he did not want to leave. Um, obviously, last week, amongst the, you know the various wrestlers, there was the likes of Jordan Grace. There was Naomi, who had just been there as Trinity in the months prior. Yeah. Um, Demore has been kind of with TNA in some capacity, short of a few breaks since about 2003. He's been an on-screen talent. He's been a booker. He's been a producer. He's been president as of 2023. Heavily involved in the rebrand, kind of put himself as yep. the public face of it. Just in the DNA of TNA. Hey. If you excuse that false wordplay, but no longer. Yeah, he's also one of those guys who, like, obviously with people coming out about it now, like, seemingly a lot of people have a lot of nice things to say yeah. about him um, behind the scenes, and it felt like he was a, a good presen pre presence mm. within TNA. So it's going to be interesting to see. Obviously, there's probably going to be more that will come out about yes, this and what exactly yeah. happened uh, as time goes by. But it's going to be interesting to see, A, both where he ends up, what he ends up doing next, mm -hmm. um, and B, yeah, what exactly... What exactly went down in TNA? Because it oh. seems slightly chaotic. It's quite interesting that Impact has been so steady for so many years that they felt they could move <laughs> yeah. back to TNA. And within a month of those initials coming back, the chaos it's comes like they've brought the chaos curse with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, but um, speaking of TNA, mm -hmm. uh, Matt Riddle, um, he obviously got released by WWE in the sort of cuts back in last September. Yeah. Um, and he's been off wrestling in places he's wrestled for uh, New Japan, he's done some stuff with uh, MLW, but he was talking to, uh, what was the podcast? Sunday Night Main Event Podcast, um, talking about sort of what he's up to these days and what he's been uh, what he's been doing. And he was basically saying that he kind of wanted a break from the sort of TV life, the kind of stressful uh, side of WWE with the travel and the TV, mm. um, and wanting to kind of do his own thing, um, do a kind of more sort of pay-per-view structured kind of wrestling appearances and things like that. Um, but during all of this, obviously wrestling for MLW and New Japan, he did mention that he's been in talks with TNA as well. Mm. Now it's going to be interesting to see what happens with those. Like obviously he's not um, like shown up on TNA, not done yeah. anything with them yet. Um, they've pulled uh, Nick Nemeth from those round of cuts. Um, obviously there was someone else as well. Uh, yeah, Dana Brooke, Dana Brooke coming in with yeah, a new character. Um, so they've pulled a few from that kind mm. of round of cuts. Um, but Matt Riddle was one of the sort of biggest stars from yeah. that era of cuts. So it's going to be interesting to see whether TNA pick him up going forward, especially with all this chaos going on around the Scott DeMore stuff as well. This is it. Like um, Matt Riddle comes with a no small amount of baggage. Yes. Uh, but wrestling is going to wrestle in typically with these things. He's already, as you say, appeared for New Japan and MLW. Kind of been welcomed for the most part with open arms. Um, much to the chagrin of many, and I think rightfully so. Mm -hmm. Like the... We don't need to go into detail on this now, but he's a controversial figure for all the reasons you all know about. And yeah. there'll be many that maybe 
wouldn't consider him that welcome a presence on t TV wrestling again, but equally there will be some that will. Uh, leave your thoughts in the comments below on that one, but be nice to one another about it. <laughs> and uh, like, and this is, you know, I'm not just isolating this to Matt Riddle specifically, but this is one of those things in wrestling where ultimately everybody follows the money. So the wrestlers will follow where they can get paid and the promotions will follow the wrestlers if they think they can earn them more money. Yeah. Um, so while WWE have said no thanks and AEW presumably gone exactly the same way, uh, TNA, maybe not. Yeah. And I guess I guess we'll see. Like it's, now, it's when you get to the sort of lower down companies in yeah. terms of the sort of levels of the, companies, the, the, the more they yeah. need these kind of yes. things and these yeah, shots yeah. in the arms in terms of like just PR and mm -hmm. things and just big announcements to sort of keep talk heading their way. That's it, yeah. So, so it's be interesting to see whether that happens, obviously. I did, I did quite like the framing of Matt Riddle uh, not wanting to work TV anymore and then immediately going to three companies that have TV shows, <laughs> which not quite sure where the logic what is. What is going though. on in there? I don't even think I want to know. I want to know what's going on in there. Hello. Should we do some questions? Let's. Let's do it. Uh, we'll start with uh, one from uh, David Eric dot 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 the one K's, but they're at the Kaz. It's at David Eric 2022. We'll put, uh, 22. We'll put your tweet on screen anyway. Thank you, David, for the question. LA Knight and Solo Sokoa were red hot six months ago, but both seem to have cooled off considerably. What would you do with both men at WrestleMania XL? Yeah, it's an interesting one, especially mm. like LA Knight coming from last year's Mania where he was hot as hell and they were refusing to put him on TV. Where John Travolta, <laughs> where, is it? Where, yeah. where is it? Yeah, it was really bizarre. So I feel like they need to put him in some kind of relevant spot. It feels mm. like they're heading to something with AJ Styles and yep. LA Knight mm -hmm. at least. Um, obviously there was stuff on SmackDown when he was doing, uh, when AJ Styles was doing his is uh, match for the Elimination Chamber yeah. and LA Knight was on commentary and he ended up pouring water over him and kind of distracting him and leading to the finish of Drew mm -hmm. McIntyre beating AJ Styles. So it feels like they could go quite easily into an AJ Styles match at Mania for LA Knight and a win over AJ Styles at Mania is like is not a bad spot it's for not LA awesome, Knight. Is it? It's no. not nothing. Um, he's like he's a top guy, AJ mm -hmm. Styles at the end of the day and I think that'll be, in terms of what else is going on in this card, yeah. that'd be a good spot because uh, obviously he's not going to be anywhere near the main event scene or anything like that, time, or no. any championship belts, it seems, as well. So it feels like a. I have a no suspicions thing. about this. Yeah. I think they're going to. Because Logan Paul is uh, set to probably qualify for the chamber. Yeah. Knight got in on Monday. This I could see true. that existing for a US title match. And maybe even a win. Maybe. Like, how do you. How, where do you fit an LA Knight? He's so over Makes that sense. you have to feature him, but it's kind of he's had his go at the top, yeah. and they've cooled him just a little bit. So I think they're still trying to work out what level of the card LA Knight. I can see fits. that. I can yeah. see that. That'd be good. What about Solo? Well, yeah, Solo, like doing the same thing again in the main event, but getting yeah. rumble for it this time. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I like, imagine so. But repeat it the spot. like you need to give him something of his own at Mania at some point, surely. <laughs> like he's done. Like this has been one of the best NXT call-ups, at yeah. least in recent memory. Influential, yeah. like, at the top of the card with Roman. Like really sort of well thought out. Obviously, he was part of a much larger storyline, mm. so that kind of helps. But like, he's he is his own thing within that storyline. He stands out as I, himself. They are telling the story at the moment with Seth calling himself uh, Cody's shield. That yet again, like last year, Cody's going to try and line up baby faces to help him because he knows the challenge in front the of him. The Avengers. Like, yeah, it was like it was Zayn and Owens with the Usos last year, and then yeah. Solo was the one that nobody really thought about. Yeah. Could this year? Uh, a Randy Orton as a kind of mentor figure to Cody promised to be like I will deal with that and because he's got nothing that was very exactly apparent. where my mind was going as well yeah. was a Randy Orton versus Solo Sikoa and it's like it's one of the many baby faces because like, you'll have Jay to offset Jimmy yeah. you'll have Seth to offset The Rock and now which is a crazy sense <laughs> and then you've got now Randy Orton there is like the kind of arm around the shoulder <clears throat> weird as it is to say father figure to Cody being like I'll 
I'll stop him. Yeah. I'll I'll have him on night one so that you've got a free run at Roman and night two, something like that. Keeps Rome, uh, Randy folded in with stuff at the top of the card as well, doesn't it? Yeah, I think that makes sense. All uh, all good night one matches, I think we've pitched there. Yeah. Which means that wrestlers might be free on night two. Or do I mean day two? You're all very welcome to attend wrestlers, as are you if you're watching on this channel. What Culture Live, Underground Arts in Philadelphia. It'll be a 12 o'clock kickoff on uh, night two of, well, day two of WrestleMania day one for us. Uh, April 7th is the date, so I'll just use that instead. The uh, true main event the, of WrestleMania weekend. I think so. We are, we are the meat in your WrestleMania sandwich, and is the meat the best, not the best bit of the sandwich? <laughs> of course, yeah. Uh, Who wants bread? All of us will be there, uh, mainly Simon Miller. He is on the post, so you can he see is. that. Um, and it's going to be a great time. There's going to be all sorts of fun and games. There'll be an opportunity to catch up with us, get involved in the nonsense, that kind of thing. Tickets yeah. are still available. The VIP ones have gone, but if you go to whatculture.com forward slash tickets, you can get yourself in while there are still some available. Yeah, absolutely. There will be food, there will be drink, come pre-game for WrestleMania, yeah. but do it with us while we're all talking about wrestling. It'll be really good fun. Speaking of drinking, Phil. Hello. Uh, next question comes in from Stephen Blaney. I hope I've not butchered your surname there, Stephen. At Stephen Blaney985. If you uh, offended the dead man by doing a sit-up, flip-up, and you would, when you were a worker, you were a sit-up, yeah. flip-up guy, uh, and you had to buy him a crate of beer, <laughs> uh, what crate of beer would you get for him and Savio? Because you can't get this wrong, otherwise your ass is going back to court. This is true, but, I mean, it would be kind of funny just to give him some kind of it's what a crap lager. Carling. <laughs> carling. Here you go, mate. And he's I'm like, create a carling. I, I know actually what I'd get him. Go on. Because it's cheap, mm -hmm. so I'm not like, you know, it's going cheap. into my pocket a little yeah. bit too much. Like, I'm a young wrestler. Like, yeah. Yeah, I need my money. Um, but, like, he will think it's fancy because it's foreign. Okay. And I'm just going to get him a crate of Chewborg. Chewborg, yeah. Polish beers with those little weird pull caps on them. I don't look like it was made in America, Phil. This is true. You what think the hell is this? by a not American. Squashes it, but then he like, still drinks the beer. I ain't going to waste good beer. <laughs> you could confuse him. You absolutely could. Yeah, I think you could confuse him. What would The Undertaker... It's craft. It's foreign. How would The Undertaker, in all of his ego, react to being given a crate of Steve Austin's beer? <laughs> I will see no dead like man face on those cans, Phil. I feel like that'd be bad. Is but, there any... There must be some dead themed beers he'd, uh, he'd, he'd I think he'd enjoy the what he'd perceive as the banter of drinking Neko <laughs> could do <laughs> so myself from that time I, I botched against Shawn Michaels the stupid kid didn't catch me <laughs> like, I think he'd enjoy that like the various little skulls and all the nonsense on the cans of the Beaver Town designs yeah. he'd go for that wouldn't he yeah he'd feel like a skull guy well, um, that's more of a Triple H thing Speaking of drinks, he likes skulls. He, he, he loves skulls. He loves, <laughs> he loves skulls and putting himself over. Because here's the thing with the game. Uh, I need to, speaking of drinks, I need to just make a quick apology on this video. I do apologise. We'll get one last question for Valentine's Day. I uh, need to apologise to Tom Wells. Uh, you see, Tom sent a picture into the questions for me. Yeah, some sad music. Yeah, a little bit. Um, sent a picture of his girlfriend's sister's dog, Spencer. Um, and it was like, hey guys, I've sent this question. Here's a lovely picture of my dog. And Wilbon asked the question. I said the dog might be a piece of garbage. I thought the dog sucked. I was there. I wasn't kind. I wasn't kind to the dog. And, You're never uh, kind to dogs. Tom, Tom Wells, uh, I'd like to humbly apologise to you. And I just think it's important that we acknowledge that you can admit when you were wrong. Especially when Tom promises to send you a bottle of Mountain Dew Pitch Black if you do Definitely helps in the admittance of wrongness. There is not much I won't do for the do, so take that however the hell you want. Tom, I did it. Get it in the friggin' post. Uh, we have a final question today. I love Mountain Dew, but it's Valentine's Day. It's about love. It's about sort of all that nice stuff. And Phil, we have the final question today. There must today. be a love-themed Dew out there somewhere. 
Oh my god, <coughs> a Valentine's pink, with... pink Mountain Dew. Pink. We talked about this just the other day. Has there ever been? I'm big googling this. Is going to go back in the desk. If there's a one in America that we can't get because we can't get yeah, it, it's all over. It's all over. Jolie at Call Me Jolie. What is the most underrated love story, kayfabe or shoot, to existed from any promotion? Well, I don't know if it's underrated, <coughs> but I can tell you my favourite. Yes, please. It's obviously. Uh, Daniel Bryan and AJ, AJ Lee. I almost said AJ Styles. That's <laughs> a different thing. That's all about flat earth. <laughs> um, yeah, Daniel Bryan and AJ Lee. Yes. Because uh, as it was just hilarious. It uh-huh. was like they're just putting on some kind of bizarre comedy abusive relationship yeah. from like a sitcom from the eighties. It was really really strange. She kind of won in the end as well. She definitely like won the, in the end, which is the marriage which proposal is the deal, thing. And, the... and it also. Uh, Incorporated my favourite ever pay-per-view poster, which is the No Way Out one, where Daniel Bryan's like tied oh, to yeah, a train yeah. line, uh, and AJ Lee's like kind of stood and <laughs> like tying him up as a train's coming. It's absolutely brilliant. That but everything like about that was so ludicrous and over mm. the top. Um, and obviously leading into the 18 seconds Daniel Bryan thing, which I was there for and hated at the time, but now kind of appreciate as like uh-huh. a catalyst for Daniel Bryan. Um, but yeah, everything about that was absolutely perfect, and it was just. Hilarious. It, it was, was magic, great. wasn't it? They, they both it played into it into it so well. Punk, yeah, yeah, and punk as well. It was really good. And look Love where it. all that led between the two of them in real life, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. I'm a, I'm a bit of a sucker for it. I know, like, it's, it might stuff like this might get harder to watch as the years pass with the stories coming out, but I'm a sucker for uh, Tess and Stephanie McMahon. They, they just had no <laughs> right. They had no right. People bought and believed in that so, so much. You need to look at Tess and Shane McMahon at SummerSlam 99. Like, an unbelievable over-delivery of a match. And... Like Stephanie, who only really became a decent wrestling actor in her later days as a heel authority figure, yeah, sort of nailed being the romantic interest of Test and put upon by her family and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, the heel turn at the time was <clears throat> heartbreaking, genuinely so. Uh, I so much so that we did a pilgrimage to. The Indeed, place. I'll put the I'll send Ben by the picture. Here it is. That's it. That's us doing pilgrimage. At the exact place where Stephanie McMahon and Triple H were very problematically married in Las Vegas. <laughs> uh, yeah, like the, I remember thinking at the time, well, all right, yeah, they split them up, but great. Now that Tess can get his revenge on Triple H, tumbleweed. Here's the thing, you didn't get it. Uh, otherwise, though, a tremendous story throughout 1999. Absolutely. Genuinely, like... Uh, like real affection for their affection yeah um, and also a shout out to Molly Holly and Spike Dudley because just it was just sweet yeah it, it was, was lovely nice, it? Uh, happy Valentine's to you out there today if indeed you celebrate and um, if not you kind of rule too because it's obviously a ridiculous holiday invented by car companies yeah it? it's to, ludicrous you have, to, you have to call it both um, I celebrated that. one Valentine's Day in my history of Valentine's Days and it was the first Valentine's Day that I ever had a girlfriend oh that's quite sweet and I have never celebrated it since that's quite sweet until I think about the fact that your girlfriend at home currently will oh yeah jacked oh she it. doesn't celebrate it either it's what fine. a legend yeah. what a legend uh, <laughs> if, you're, if you're one of them kind of legends let us know in the comments below <laughs> <laughs> and uh, watch one of these videos here-ish. Yeah. And we'll see you soon. Have a bloody good day. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 